as we're doing this, I, Jill, can I bring you up? Jill and Dan are just amazing people. We love them so much. We're so blessed by them. Jill comes and just blesses us, and and uh, she'll help out on Wednesdays and sometimes other days, and uh, just with whatever's needed at the church. And uh, and uh, this was a few weeks ago. You're going to tell this story better than I can, but uh, she had some. Actually, tell us what was going on. Okay, so I have um, my left side of my sinus was completely blocked. Like, it's supposed to look like that, oh, wow. but it looked like that. So it's just completely So that's, well, that's the, the image that they actually took. Yeah, because I was going to go in for surgery, um, I don't know, sometime this week. And um, so I would always have a horrible throbbing pain above my eye and stabbing pains in my ears because the pressure would just build and build and build. Like on a day like today when the air quality is bad, it's, it's horrible. And by the end of the night, I can't take Sudafed for it because I'll be up all night. So my poor husband comes home from work. I'm on the couch with ice bags on my face, no dinner, you know. So anyway, and not only is it uncomfortable, but it makes your mascara run. So he's got no food and a wife with raccoon eyes. So anyway. So when was surgery scheduled? Like the 21st. That's yesterday. So... We found out about this about a week ago. I know on Tuesday you weren't in there, but uh, but the whole staff just began to to pray uh, over Jill uh, just for for God to just bring a miraculous healing. And uh, I, I know you didn't know that. Wasn't Fenimore? Fenimore? It wasn't him. I don't. It was God. Okay. I didn't know where I didn't know where it came from, but I was out of town. I was out of town when it happened. Yeah, and did Brian, so Brian had a word. Right. So speak into that for a moment. So I, I don't want to take up all your time because I'm a chatty Kathy. <laughs> no, this is powerful. Marcus knows I'm a little chatty. So um, what was I going to say? Oh, so anyway, it's my birthday. I take this birthday trip. I'm in the mountains by myself, and it's Wednesday, and I was trying to get Dan to come to church. I knew I wasn't going to make it, and I when I first got to the campground, I went on Facebook to wish everybody a happy birthday, and I couldn't even get it to open. It could just, you know, because there's no Wi-Fi. I don't know how this works. But anyway, a couple hours later, my phone dings, and it was a Facebook notification that The Rock was streaming live. So I clicked on it, not thinking that anything would happen, and it streamed perfectly. Better than it streams at my house. Not not one glitch or anything. And so, anyway, Dan got his blessing. And I didn't know it was my Dan. I knew it was a Dan. I was hoping it was my Dan. So, if you remember, uh, when Brian Fenimore was here, Dan was, was sitting right over here. And uh, he got a powerful word <laughs> that kind of wrecked you, right? <laughs> Dan's right here. Uh, it, it, yeah, so... So Jill saw this word for Dan and was like, she didn't know because the camera was pointing up that that was actually her husband, Dan, getting. I was hoping it was. I was hoping. But anyway, then he said, I feel like somebody has a sinus problem. And so I held my phone up and he said, put your hand. So I'm doing this. My dog was staring at me. He didn't know what I was doing. And I'm inviting the Holy Spirit to come or whatever. And I really didn't feel that different that night, but I woke up the next morning and it's gross. But my nose was running for the first time without medicine. And I was on a walk with my dog. I had no Kleenex, so I looked like a kindergartner. 
and and it's been like tonight when Dan came home, I'm like, is the air quality horrible? He goes, oh yeah, my eyes are burning. I'm like, I just blew my nose. So I'm, yeah, no pain. I have no pain in my ears, no pain above my eye. Thank you for praying for me. I didn't know. That so you had a lot of prayer. Thank you so much. But I believe what it was is what, what happened on Wednesday night was that you engaged in just receiving that. It was almost like reaching up and taking down what the Lord had for you. And so it was almost like it was teed up, ready for you. And Wednesday yeah. hit, and, and you received, you took and hold. And he told me that Wednesday night. He, he said, you need to step into things because Tracy was praying over me. And I don't know who was the other lady that was praying with me. Anyway, that lady was so nice too. But anyway, he's like, you need to just step into those things. That's what he told me Wednesday night after my sinus thing. So did you go back to the doctors? No, they kept down there harassing me. Like they never, they don't ever want to see you when you're sick. But now that I don't want to have the surgery, they've called me. I don't even know how many times to reschedule. I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't need it. I'm not. But yeah. So, and part of me, I want to tell them, but I don't want to cast pearls upon swine. Like they just roll their eyes or whatever. So I don't want anybody to ruin my your healing. Happiness. Right. I don't want him to ruin my happiness. So I don't say anything. I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't need it. So. Oh, you should just tell him. Okay, just, just let him know. Yeah. Well, can you guys just give the Lord a hand for how cool is that? So we have just, we have been seeing God move so miraculously. I, I feel like it's like, it's just, was, it's gone to another level where I'm telling you, it's like person after person. Like there's just healing after healing after healing hitting uh, in amazing ways. I've seen more healings probably in the last three months um, than I've seen like in the previous like three years. Uh, it's been insane. It's amazing. And, and I think what it does is it just raises my faith. I'm, I would say this. We're also praying for more healings. Uh, and asking the Lord to do the miraculous. And not, not with the mindset of, well, Lord, I hope you just bless them. And, and, you know, like praying for Jill and saying, well, I hope she feels better. And I hope that, you know, someday that you bring that healing. No, we go, Lord, bring it right now. Like there is a confidence. This is that boldness. This is that confidence that we can actually boldly come before the throne room. And that the same, this is that manifold power. The, the, the power of the Holy Spirit is not for like... Little things. It is for little things, but we can expect big things and we can expect the miraculous. This is where I'll come up to people and just say, hey, have you ever experienced a miracle? Like an instantaneous miracle. And they're like, no. I'm like, do you want to experience one right now? And they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> and then God does it. And he miraculously heals people right in front of their eyes and my eyes. And, and here's the cool part is I'm still like, whoa, you did it again. <laughs> You know, you'd think it'd be like, all right, that's cool, God. You did it. I knew you were going to do it. But no, I'm still amazed every time he does it, which is a good place to be. It's that that we would always just look at him in wonder and just go, wow, God, you are so amazing. You're so beautiful. And realizing that it's all him. It's not us. It's not, I, I say it, I'll say it again. It's not about us. Uh, it's all about him. And he's going to receive the glory but he uses us, so don't miss out on the opportunities to pray for others, to bless others, to release healing into every situation you are, and then share the love of Jesus with them. So that is not the message. You guys come up. <laughs> awesome.
Well, we won't go long here with this. We just have something quick that uh, the Lord gave us, and then we actually want to break up into groups and kind of activate. Uh, I love how Wednesday nights have been about, okay, let's, let's practice, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's practice stepping out in faith, but for the purpose of impacting our society, impacting our community, impacting... And when I say impact, it's, it's just bringing glory to Jesus. We want Jesus to be glorified. No one, <laughs> if, if people encounter us, they're not changed. If people encounter him, they're changed. So it's our job to activate those things, those gifts and callings that we're supposed to be walking in, and then just get out of the way and see God do great things for his own glory. So tonight, um, I just... Honestly, when Mike asked me yesterday, where, where do you feel we're going tonight? Um, I didn't tell you this, but a verse like l- leapt into my mind. It, it just was as clear as day. First, or <laughs> as clear as day, and I got the verse wrong. Okay. Second Thessalonians 1, verses 11 through 12. And then I prayed about it on the drive home, and I was just asking God, and, and, and I felt like those were the verses he wanted to highlight tonight for a, for a specific reason. And it's actually something that's been on Mike and I's heart in as we regathered Wednesday nights in all of our hearts is this idea of activating the body of Christ or awakening them or, or, or Holy Spirit, help us to step in to the good works that you have given us to do in this season. And, and honestly, those, those good works, they're, they're twofold. There's a there's a measure of good works that it's, it's our, our own like personal sanctification. It's walking in holiness. It's denying lust. It's honoring our marriage. It's not retaliating when we are wronged. It's loving our enemies. It's, it's the Beatitudes. It's like this, this internal uh, restraint uh, that we don't pursue evil, but we pursue righteousness. But there's also the other side of good works that that we are called to impact, we are called to pray for the sick, to see the dead raised, we are called to obey God in the leadings, maybe it's a business, or maybe it's a discipleship group, or maybe it's this online thing that he's, he's putting in your heart to do. And so, so, but this verse is going to kind of settle us more on the, um, on like the action part of our good works, meaning it all takes action. Like, God's not going to do anything for you. He's waiting for your partnership. But it's the good works that Jesus talked about in Matthew 5. That So when other people see them, they give glory to God above. And so let's just, if you have your Bible, there, there won't be verses on the screen. Or if, you are, or if you are a phony Christian, pull out your phone. So bad. I know. But I told Mike as the day gets later, the puns just start, the dad jokes just get more and more and more. Um, but 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 11 and 12. And I'm just going <laughs> to. Jared said that's terrible. <laughs> oh. She left her Bible in the car. Oh, okay. Liz left. <laughs> I have her phone. Okay. She's a voting Christian. You're fine. You're right. So 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 11 through 12. So I'm just going to 
kind of go through it quickly, and then I'm going to let Tracy and Anna add anything they want to add. And then we're going to end by breaking up into groups and, and um, praying for one another, prophesying one another, and, and also sharing what the Lord uh, is speaking to us. So it says in verse 11, To this end we always pray for you. So I think this is important. Paul is praying for the church of Thessalonica. Now, this is found in, um, I think it's Acts. I didn't look it up before I came, uh, but I think it's Acts 16. Paul is in, it's either Acts 15 or Acts 16, but Paul's uh, in the church, he's in the town of Thessalonica, and he only gets to spend three weeks in Thessalonica before there's uh, persecution and they drive him out. He actually flees Thessalonica. So he's, he plants a church in three weeks. Isn't that wonderful? Well, and I, it wasn't Paul that plants the church. He, pre, he was faithful to preach the gospel. He was faithful to share about Jesus. And it said, and many God-fearers, those were Greeks, but they believed in God. They put their hope in Jesus. And many also in the synagogue, many Jews as well. They put their hope in Jesus. And then Paul leaves, and there's a believing community behind him. And so he's praying for this believing community. And this is what Paul is asking for. We get Paul's quiet time for the church of Thessalonica. We get his personal intercession right here for the church of Thessalonica. Anytime I see these verses in the New Testament, I go, okay, the, the, kind of the, the, the man of God that wrote half of the New Testament the man of God that, that lived his life in such a sacrificial way, I, w- I want to know how he prays. Now, the only thing, it's all the word of God, but you also want to know how Jesus prays. When you see Jesus praying, when you see Jesus talking to the Father, you want to peer into that mystery and go, okay, I want that relationship with the Father. So Paul's praying for the church of Thessalonica, and he says, I'm praying that our God may make you worthy of his calling. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul writes of this. He says this. I'm just going to read it. This is 1 Thessalonians. That's hard to say together. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12. Or verse 12. I'm going to start in verse 11. He says, For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom. And Paul also, this is a regular phrase of his. In Ephesians chapter 4, he says, uh, Paul, being a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. And so Paul has exhorted them this, but now he's turning that exhortation and he's, he's praying for them to actually do it. That they... He didn't say walk here, but I think the idea is walk, that God would make them walk, make them act, make them live worthy of the calling of God, okay? Now, guys, the calling of God on our life, like, I think this is the big capital C calling, that we've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We've been called, we're no longer orphans anymore, we're children of God. We, we don't, you get it. It's the, it's the, and we're supposed to live like that. We're supposed to live like heirs of a kingdom that is given to us. We're supposed to walk in the power and, and might of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom and love of the Holy Spirit 
It's, so this calling, don't think, what am I called to do, you know, personally with my business? Think capital C, I'm supposed to be a light in the darkness. I'm supposed to be living water in the earth just like Jesus was. Amen? And Paul's praying for that. God, make them worthy of this calling. I think that's crucial. Paul isn't, Paul knows this is only, God's the only one that can do this. We partner with God, but it's up to God. God has to pour out his power. Anyway, and I think this and is crucial. So he's asking that they walk worthy of his calling. And then he says, and, or maybe this is the how to walk worthy of your calling. That's the way I was seeing it uh, yesterday and today. And may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith with power. Now, I think this, these are kind of two different things. I think the resolve for good is kind of those internal desires God begins to awaken in your heart. So I was trying to put it in context in my life this week. So, so Mike announced on Sunday that we are going to go out and preach the gospel on Sunday, okay? Now, in my heart, I desire to do that. There's a resolve for good in my heart. And this good is not like humanitarian efforts or works. It's, it's the good that God calls you to do in the earth. It's the good works. It's the, it's the, uh, the effectiveness that you are called to have for the kingdom. But Paul says that God would fulfill these internal resolves. This is an internal thing. Okay? It's, I wrote down, it's desires, it's thoughts, it's intentions to do the good in the earth that God has called us to do. Another way to say it, I think, is Paul is asking God to fulfill their, de- their desire to obey the commandments of Jesus. I want to obey. I have this longing in my heart to obey. So that's a good thing, but Paul doesn't stop there. He, he goes on and says that God may fulfill every resolve for good, which is internal, and then he wants it to get outside of them, and every work of faith with power. I feel like when our internal resolves to do good are met with action, and it's not in our own, in faith in ourselves, it's the work of faith. It's faith in the power of God. It's faith in what Paul goes on to say, it's faith in the grace of God that is on our life. So we meditate on the grace of God that we're standing in. We meditate on who God is. We put our faith in him, and we step out with this, these internal desires, and we make them manifest by physical action. And then Paul says this, it's the work of faith, and then it's by his power. So we step out in faith, and it's met by the power of God. And I just see this happen in my life over and over again, meaning, meaning God begins to birth desires. And they're small, like, they're small things and they're big things. They're like what I need to do today in the grocery store and pray for this guy. And it's also like the big, I feel like the Lord's putting it in my heart to, to start this or to do that or to be faithful with the ministry that he's given me. So that's the internal desire But, Lord, would you fulfill that? And as I put my faith in you and step out in action, oh, he's going to back it up by his power, okay? 
I think there are a few ways to look at this verse, but that's just the way I was meditating on it yesterday and today. And so why are we, or, or why is Paul praying this, that they would walk worthy of their calling, that God would fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power? Why is Paul praying that? He's praying it so that the name of our Lord Jesus would be glorified in us. Now, I love this phrase. It's, it's all for Jesus' glory. He's not praying it so that we get the glory. He's praying it so that Jesus gets the glory. But it's so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in us or through these works of faith with power. I want Jesus, but I think my main prayer is, Lord, have glory through my life. And I hear the Lord speaking to me in this season, okay, Marcus, then step out in the resolves for good that I've put in your heart. And I will receive glory through your life. Amen? And then Paul says, it's all according to the grace of God. It's almost like that phrase could have been at the front of everything we just said. That, that this all flows from the grace of God. The power we're called to walk in, the faith we're called to have, the good intentions that God puts in our heart. I love the verse in Psalm 37 where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I think that really means he puts inside of you desire to walk out in the earth. And then as you actually walk those things out, he gives those things to you. God is only going to bless you if you're walking in his will. So if you delight yourself in the Lord, if you rejoice in the Lord, he begins to put good intentions, good desires in your heart, and then you begin to act on good desires. I think a great prayer to pray, if you're, if you, and I've found myself in seasons of just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing, Lord. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and I don't feel effective and da, 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 da. Lord, give me your desires and Lord, change my desires. Man, if you're struggling with sin, the first thing you should be praying is, Lord, change my desires. James says that this is how sin works. It's we're enticed by our desires, and then our desires meet action, and we conceive sin. And then sin, when it grows to maturity, leads to death. But the opposite is also true. So if our desires are what God wants, then our desires put to action means fruits of righteousness. And then as those fruits of righteousness grow and grow and grow, we grow into the maturity of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it all starts with that desire thing. So I think what Paul is hitting here is, hey, there's good desires in your heart. Now partner with the Lord that he would fulfill them by his power into works of faith that people could see and, be glo- and, and Jesus would be glorified. So I said a lot, but and we're going to break up into groups by 815. That's what I would like. But Tracy, Anna, you guys speak into this because in the back room, you guys were going like crazy. Um, I think for me and hearing Marcus and just accepting that challenge from the Lord to walk in that, we have to, the only way to do that is to walk in the spirit, right? We cannot do it in our flesh. Can we all testify to that? Come on, you're lying. No, I'm just kidding. Don't lie in church, remember? Um, I'm kidding. But it's only to walk in the spirit. And so how do we do that? I love practical. How do I do that, right? How do I do that with 
my children? How do I do that with my friends? How do I do that with my husband? How do I do that with my grandchildren? How do I do that at work? How do I do that at the grocery store? All of that, right? How do I do that? Um, so how do I walk in the spirit? And for me, we've been talking, um, you know, even just hearing Marcus that whatever, I love to tell my kids that whatever you feed will live, it will grow. And whatever you starve will die. So just super simple. Think of whatever you feed your soul, your spirit, it's going to live. And whatever you starve in your soul and your spirit, it's going to die. It's going to shrink. So we want to be growing in the spirit. We want to be growing in the Lord. So I want to feed. I want to feed myself the word. I want to feed myself his voice. I want to feed myself things of the spirit. And again, how do I do that? I have to, we have to, the challenge is to stay in our identity in Christ Jesus, right? It's the only way. Otherwise, we are striving and we are slaves. We are slaves. We do not want to be slaves. And so the scripture, actually, um, that I wanted to read you guys that got changed, actually, during worship, just hearing um, that beautiful song is in Colossians. So I would encourage you to write this down, highlight it, go to it when you feel like, I'm struggling, I, and what just happened, right? We've all felt that, that Mike kind of talked about it, that you know you're walking in your flesh, that you are not walking in the spirit in Christ Jesus. Go back to this and read it. So it's Colossians 3. Uh, I'm just going to start there. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. And guess who else is sitting there with him? Us, right? Because of Christ Jesus. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. For you die to this life, and your real life is hidden in Christ God. I love that scripture because when I think of myself in life situations, and I can just hide myself in Jesus, there's really nothing. What is it that we could be afraid to do, right? What is it that we could be afraid to walk into or to approach someone? I'm, I'm wrapped in Jesus. We are wrapped in Jesus. How beautiful is that? So I'll just keep going here. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Wow. Is that not beautiful? So we know, like uh, Marcus was saying, that it's not about us, but he chose us to release his kingdom, to bring his children back to the family, that he is glorified through us, right? And then verse 12, I'm just going to read there. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy. Okay, so when you guys are irritated and anxious and in a hurry, (laughs) remember this, that You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowances for each other's faults. Your kids, too. Yes. Anyways. (laughs) Dads, moms, grandparents. And, 
and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And I love this. Verse 14, above all, clothe yourself with love. I know we've been talking about this, but when I hear everything, all the wonderful gifts and callings and purpose and destiny that we know we all have, God is so good. Not only does he give us this, Jesus is enough, but there's all of that too. But it's all through love because the reason we have it is because Jesus was compelled for love for every single one of us to do that, to go to the cross for us so that we would no longer be separated. So above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. So when we get into the flesh, we can remember I want to let the peace that comes from Christ rule in my heart. For, a member of, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. So that's what I wanted to share, that as, so that we're not striving when we're out there. I mean, we are on mission. We get to be ambassadors in this calling of um, this mission of reconciliation, right? That's basically, you know, for all of us, if we're wondering what we should do, we're reconciling everything, everyone back to Jesus, keeping it simple. But the only way that we can do that is by walking in the spirit. And the only way we do that is staying in our position, our identity in Christ Jesus. Amen. Wow. That's a good word. Um, four words. Faith, grace, power, works. Faith, grace, power, works. If you're going to write four things down tonight, write those four things down. Um, I want to jump a couple different areas here. Galatians 3, what they talk about, and it's just what Anna said. It's so perfect because it talks about the, 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 the works of God. Um, through us, coming from the spirit and not from the law. So if you go to 3, 2, it said, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by the hearing with faith through the spirit? Are you so foolish? Have you begun by the spirit and are you now being perfected by the flesh? I'm going to jump forward a little further now. That's Jump over to James, faith versus works, James 2, 14. And as you, uh, as you go over there to uh, James 2, 14, it says, faith without works is dead. And I think we've all read the scripture before. We kind of understand where it's coming from and, and what it means. But maybe walk through those four words with me one more time. When, and and, and I, I talked about this last week, and maybe I'll preface before I start that with that, uh, where was it? Faith is the catalyst to grace, and grace is the very thing that gives us the power to be able to do what he's called us to do. Does that make sense? And that was in Romans twelve six, and I read from this last week. You don't have to go there. Um, stay where you're at in James. But God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts and ministries that are uniquely Hours. So if God is giving you the grace gift of prophecy, you must activate your gift or workings. You can 
these gifts that he's talking about, he's talking about the works, right? Prophecy, prophesying, that's works. You must activate your works or your gift by using the proportion of faith that you have to deliver those works or that to prophesy is what it says. So my point is this, is that the measure of faith you have is directly related to the amount of grace God will pour out in that moment. Does that make sense? And I, I went on to say last week, you've ever been in a room where the faith is built, like, like multiplied. You ever walked in and like, man, it's like on level 10, like the volume is turned all the way up. You, you, you walk in and you just hit Jesus, a wall of just Jesus. Like you guys know what I'm talking about. That is the faith in the room being built to such a level that the grace and the power, that dudamus, the thing I spoke on and, and taught on the very first night when we started on the gifts, the gift of Holy Spirit, dudamus, power from on high, right? Descending and clothing and doing us for the work, the works of others. That's why we walk through that. The giver, God, Holy Spirit, on the giver, capital H, capital S, and then the gift, gift of Holy Spirit, the thing that came on the day of Pentecost. That's in the Greek is dudamus. That's lowercase h, lowercase s, meaning that the power is the very thing that allows the works to actually be delivered in the measure it's being delivered in. Does that make sense? Hopefully I didn't lose anyone there. So over to James really quick. Faith versus works. All right. So when we activate faith, it says faith without works is dead. So if we activate faith and we increase our faith, God, God's grace comes upon us, right, in the same measure, thus the power. These are those four words I mentioned. The power is at a greater measure as well. Deutimus comes, right, and rests upon and actually activates the things that need to be activated so that the works can take place. Does all that make sense? Hopefully I didn't lose anybody there. I'm not speaking gibberish. So for me, it, it's, it's not like super, super complicated. <laughs> it's, we have faith. Faith is the very thing that, that, that we have in a, in a measure, and God will measure that or in a greater measure pour out grace, and grace is the very thing that endues us with power to deliver the works. Faith works. Faith, grace, power works. Those are those four words. So I, I'm not even going to read from the scripture. I know we're kind of running. Um, I was going to maybe yeah. share it. What's that? Can I share something? Yeah. I just thought of your testimony, Jill, that when you did that, when you, that was an act of faith that released that power, that miracle over your life. So Come I on. just love that, that that's really, it's that simple, like you're saying. And throughout scripture, throughout Jesus' ministry, we see that over and over, that it's actually the person that pulls on their coming boldly in faith. They know that Jesus can heal them, and we see that power released. And so thank you for just being an example. I think even as we pray together and ask the Lord, what are those dreams? It is the same type of thing of just you being here. I feel like this is this is a big step of faith, especially in these times that we're living, that you are here. So you are already acting in faith. So praise God for that. And God is going to meet us. It is his great pleasure to speak to us, to heal us, to release all his gifts to us. And I, we were talking about miracles, and I just feel like um, in this season, there's been so many miracles. I know Mike's shared 
so many repetitively and it's just an acceleration so I feel like in this time maybe more than ever there has to be dreams of God that are being birthed through his people right now because everything is amping up there is this season of reformation in the church awakening rising up and just his power is being moved and flowed out of all of us so I just think so believe for that. Believe that there is something new for you or there's something more right now, right now, tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Mike was saying maybe I, where I take those four words and kind of maybe just make it tangible, maybe tell a story. You guys okay with that? I'll tell a quick testimony. Um, yeah, he just told me this, so I'm, I was thinking of I was like, and all of them kind of involve all four of those things, but... Um, Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go this way. I, um, I was on a Southwest flight uh, last fall, um, and I travel quite a bit when flights are actually going, and the virus and the shutdown are not in, in, in function. But, uh, but um, I was on a flight, and um, I remember I, was, um, I felt like and I was flying back from D.C. I was out there for a cybersecurity uh, couple days of some, um, some different meetings. And I remember I just, like, my mind was on overload, and I, I just said, man, I just need to rest in, in the Lord's arms. I just need to, like, rest. And I, and I started reading just from my Bible on my screen, and it was dark, and it was, it was kind of a, a later night flight. I remember that. And, um, and so I started reading. And as I started reading and just resting in the Lord, and the Lord just started speaking to me in Revelation, my faith was built. Like, my faith was increased in that moment. As I thought about how God was working in and through my life, even some of the things that took place the last two days, testimonies there, too, with the guys in the cybersecurity space normally are pretty analytical thinkers, and, uh, and God moved in the middle of a couple of meetings in the last couple of days as well. So uh, my, my faith is increasing as I'm reading some of the scriptures that related to the things that took place the last two days. And in this moment, the, the, the beverage cart comes, comes by, and, um, and the, the, the flight attendant asked me what I want to drink. And in this faith, as my faith was increased, the grace measured that, and it was actually greater. And that grace give actually activated this prophetic word that it was just a clear, clear word. For, for the flight attendant. And so now I'm thinking, okay, she's in the middle of the, this flight and there's a lot of stuff going on. And you know how it is. They're kind of like trying to work back and forth and you got lots of people around. So it's like, how do I like, like navigate this one, right? Because I know she needs to serve me and move on. And uh, so she, um, I get the word and the Lord says this in the middle of it. He goes, she, the Lord says, no, wait. And so here's where that obedience kind of came, that obedient moment. I'm like, I know I heard, wait. And I, I told the, uh, the lady, I go, hey, I don't know where your face at. So I, met, I kept it quick. I just packaged it. And I said, I'm just reading from the Bible. And I feel like the Lord um, was putting on my heart, uh, and he had a word for you. I just, and I know you're busy right now, and I just did it that way. And she actually came back. So it was perfect. God gave me the grace to pour out the grace. So she comes back. And when she came back, and um, I, I gave her this word, and it was a really specific word about her father. 
and her father being uh, ill. And I said, I feel like your father is ill, and it has been you have been up at night and have not been able to sleep. And she just starts weeping in the aisle. So this is where it gets kind of interesting. With some of my testimonies started going this way quick. But she starts weeping, and she takes one knee. Like, under the power of God, she just drops. And this is where that power, right, Deutimus, Deutimus came into that place, into that space, 35,000 feet in the air, right on the plane, and she drops to one knee, and she starts weeping. I notice a lady over my back left shoulder, and her ear gets intently, and I have a guy behind me where I can hear him, like, rumbling something, but I see this lady out of the back left corner of my eye, and I have her right here. And I started prophesying over her, and she started weeping louder and louder. And now we're gaining kind of some attention. And, um, and, and, and I'm, tr- I'm not trying to be loud. That's the problem. I was not trying to be loud. I was literally, I know I'm kind of loud when I speak because my hearing's not so good. And, uh, and JR prayed for me. He gave me the wet, wet willy last week. And, uh, and, uh, and I still have ringing in my ears. My tinnitus is still there. Yeah, they're going to spit in it, please. And add a little mud, please. And, um, and, and, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to create a scene. That's the last thing I want to do is, is like create a scene or give the enemy any fanfare. So, um, so I, I just, I actually prayed that I go, God, I thank you that you are a God of order and not of confusion. Cause I almost felt like it was getting out of hand. Like it was a lot of confusion amongst a lot of people around me in this moment. Um, and so, and so th- I kept prophesying over her and then I, the Lord said, have you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And, and she looked up and she goes, I believe in God. I saw your Bible earlier. I saw you reading. And in her faith, she said, by watching you read, my faith was built is exactly what she said. And I was like, crazy. So sure enough, I lay a hand on her head and she gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. She's sitting on her knees now in the middle row. And I've got all these people kind of like now, like we've created more attention, gathered more attention from more people in front of us and behind us now. But she gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. She starts praying in tongues. She, she, gets, um, she gets healed. She, she looks up to me after about maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds of praying in tongues. And she goes, I don't know what that is I'm saying. I go, that's the gift of time. I just tried to explain it to her, right? And, and so she says to me, she goes, I just got healed. Like, I didn't even pray for healing, <laughs> but she got healed. And so this lady on the back left that I saw earlier says, hey, what's going on up there? She goes, I have, my husband and I go to church, and I've heard about, she overheard this now. She goes, I heard about this thing called tongues, but what is that thing? And I, I, with my left hand, I reach back, and I, and I just said, Hey, the Lord just wants to give you a gift. And I laid a hand on her head and she gets baptized in the Holy Spirit and starts praying in tongues. This is where it gets really interesting. The guy behind me, the guy behind me, he is, he's operating in a completely different spirit. Yeah. I hear a voice that is not so nice, really deep, like what's going on up there. Like, man, he, he was, it was not good. And I knew what he was operating in. So I prayed against that in the midst of praying for them. And this lady still, I, I prayed that this guy would just be quiet, that the enemy, that, that the God would silence the enemy. And immediately he just shut up, like not a word. And then the lady in front of, there was a lady and her son up here. And she goes, Hey, what's going on back there? I, I believe too. I'm a believer. I, I know Jesus, but, but what's going on back here? Like she didn't hear about tongues. She didn't hear about any of it. 
I said, well, we're just talking about getting touched by the Spirit. Have you ever been baptized in water? And she goes, yeah. And I go, great. There's a thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do you want that? Just like, I literally like that. Like at this point, I'm like, my faith and the grace that's being poured out and the power and the deutimus that was showing up. I'm like, it's like Mike says, when he walks up to people to, to pray for healing now, he's just like, God's going to heal your neck. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, you want that? And I'm like, yeah. And it was just one of those comments. So I just said, do you want that? And she said, yeah. And so I lay hands on her, and she gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, and her son comes around, and her son's about 12 years old. He's not sure what's going on, but I didn't even t- touch him. And he started praying in tongues on the other side of the lady I was praying for, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, now we got kind of, uh, yeah, it sounded like a used car lot. <laughs> so all this to say that the, 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 the faith that was built in me um, in my heart, in my spirit, in my spirit, you can't do it through the law, but you can do it through the spirit, right? Increased my faith, which allowed God to pour out the grace. And as the grace was poured out and enabled the power due to be activated in the word of knowledge, in the word of prophecy, in all of these things, right? What took place was works. This was all works. Me, whether it was them getting healed, wasn't about me, obviously, but them getting healed. They all got something and they all came back afterwards. I can tell you the guy, when we ended all of this, the guy behind me, I turned around and he's asleep. <laughs> the, I don't know what God did. I literally, I just remember, and I didn't even pray out loud guys. I was just like in my mind, I'm like praying for people like this, this lady, this lady and the flight attendant and she's getting wrecked. This is all taking place over like 20 minutes. Like people are waiting in line to get to the bathroom. It was, so he had fallen asleep. So I don't know what I prayed in my mind, in my, whatever, but he fell asleep. So the, the Lord silenced him, I believe, just for a moment so that God could move in the midst of that moment. But it all resulted in the works um, taking place, starting with faith, releasing grace, in doing with power, me with power, right, deutimus, power from on, on, on me for others, not right, in me for me is the, the giver, God, the Holy Spirit in me for me, but on me, that deutimus, Holy Spirit, the gift for others, and that's what happened. A lot of people got blessed, so amen. Amen. So what, what was on my heart for tonight for our groups is, and I don't think we have to make this complicated by any means, or, or it's, to, it's to highlight, God, what are you calling me to do in this season? It's, it's these works of faith that he is growing inside of us. Like with, He's putting good intention. He's putting desire in our heart. And it, it could be as simple as I want, like God's calling me to pray for people when I see them in a grocery store. Like, and I want that. That's what I'm asking, like that I could step out in that work of faith and God's power would meet that. It could be also like I've had this business idea in my heart for a long time, and I feel like the Lord is in this season asking me to be faithful to that. Um, I think that's, that, that is the, the, he's putting this good intention inside of you. It's not a business for you. It's a business to bring God glory 
And Dan, are you, is this touching you right now? <laughs> You're just smiling. Anyway, Dan, you might be called to start a business. Okay. And so I think it, 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 can, be, it can be smaller things. It can be bigger things. It can be things you've been dreaming for a long time. Or it also can be things in our group that, so those are kind of like the new things God is calling us to do to bring glory to his name. Also in our group, it might not be a new thing that God highlights. It might be a thing that, that you already are doing. It's a good work that he has already given you. But you're, you've, you're not pressing in for the more. You're not pressing in for power. You're not walking in faith in that. Or you are and you need strength. You need help from the Holy Spirit. It might be just a, hey, this is the good work that I'm setting my hand to right now. Um, and I'll just I'll sh- share a quick testimony of uh, there, was a, there was a season to where the Lord was really speaking to my wife and I uh, about adoption. And, and it, there was a good intention that he, there was a good purpose that he was putting in my wife's heart. And she began to share it with me. And it, 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 I was like, I think that's the Lord, you know. And we were praying into it and asking God when was the right timing and when are we supposed to step out in this work of faith. And, and the Lord made it very clear in a season, it's, it's now, you know. I'm just supposed to step out in this now. And we had four very young children. We had four children, five years old and younger. So do the math on that. And, um, but it was, it was time, you know, so that, that's kind of like that bigger, like that's, you're going to commit the next 20 years of your life to that good work. That's like the bigger one, you know, but there was also smaller ones. So that's kind of what I'm thinking in our groups. Mike, do you want to speak into that at all? Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. I just want to say, as we talk about prophecy and praying and doing all this, like, don't be fearful in this and don't. This is, again, this is just a time of even here with the groups is we're just, we're even sometimes we're learning how to do this. And so um, you don't feel like you have to jump in, but I think what's going to happen, what I saw even is with the groups that we've had yeah, the past. Yeah, share what happened in your group well, just Yeah, I mean, we were, we were just went around and started sharing what the Lord has been putting in our hearts, um, just the very things kind of that the Lord is birthing in our heart. And, uh, and as we did that, then we went around. I just said, okay, I'm just, we kind of ran out of time. We thought we ran out of time. And uh, I said, I'm just going to have the person on the left just pray for, for that person. Well, we ended up, you're in a, a group, but we, we ended up praying and everybody started prophesying. And that, I don't think, we didn't even talk about prophecy, but everybody started prophesying over every person as these, these dreams that they had shared. And the Lord just began to speak. And I think as one person prophesied, another person was like, oh, I got this and I got that. Prophecy is such a big word sometimes that we go, ah. It's just hearing what the Lord has for someone and just speaking that over their life. And it's, an, it's a way to, it's just a, an encouragement or strengthening them uh, in the Lord. And so um, I think what will happen is if even if you haven't done this a lot or if you just in the group, you'll see, you'll watch. When, but when, here's the thing you do have to do is when you begin to get something, when you hear something, just be obedient to speak it. Just be obedient to share it. It may not even make sense to you. Uh, but it will make sense to that person. I, I just was at lunch today, and, and I couldn't walk out without, there was a guy sitting by himself, and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to pray for him. And, uh, and I just walk up to him, and I'm like, hey, can I pray for you? 
And uh, he kind of looks at me weird, and I'm like, yeah, I just want to pray for you. I just want to bless you. And so he's like, okay. <laughs> and as I begin to pray, the Lord just gave me a word over his life, and I begin to speak into it. It made no sense to me. And, uh, and it was funny. I was just thinking about it here because I was like, I don't even know. All I know is at the end of it, I looked at him, and I go, does that make sense? And he goes, yes. And I go, good, because it made absolutely no sense to me. God bless you. <laughs> and I walked out. <laughs> and I have no idea what I said or what it meant to him. But that's okay. That was between him and God. And all I was supposed to do was release something over him. So we just walk in obedience. It's not about us. It's about him. That's awesome. So we'll break up. We'll share. We'll pray for one another. I think even that confession of this is what I feel like the Lord called me to in this season. There's something when we put words to it, it begins to be real in our hearts. It begins to, uh, yeah, so we could explain it for a, a while, but let's go ahead and let's go ahead and break up. Um, so the four of us will be leading a group. Uh, would, would you guys lead a group, just kind of the three of you right here? So Yvonne and JR and Liz and, and then um, Anne-Marie and Marlis, would you guys lead a group? And just kind of, would you guys actually go back there to lead a group? Would that be good? And I'll, I'll go back there as well. And Tracy, and we'll just kind of spread out and we'll gather together and do this. Is that good? All right, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for, um, man, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for, Lord, I just pray Paul's prayer over us right now. I pray that you would make us to walk worthy of your calling. Actually, make us, help us to walk worthy of this high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And we ask that you would fulfill every uh, good intention, good purpose that you have put in our heart through works of faith in power. And Lord, we ask you right now that you would guard us, that this would not be about ourselves, but that we would step out in humility so that it's about Jesus and Jesus getting glory through our lives. Lord, we pray that you would release your grace. We thank you that you have released your grace. We stand in your grace. And, uh, and we pray that we would activate that grace, just like Tracy was saying, through faith in Jesus' name. Amen.